Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation! Micah, Tyler, bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. I, Tyler, I don't know about you, but from where I'm sitting, where I'm sitting right now, the Oakland football Raiders have a winning record. A winning record. To the bye week. The Three Oakland football two. Raiders just went to London and beat the Chicago Bears. A team. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. That all week long was supposed to be a revenge game for Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was supposed to dominate that game. Khalil Mack was supposed to go out and single-handedly, literally, one versus 11, and destroy On the offense Oakland and Raiders defense. Offense, yes. And it didn't matter if Trubisky was in or not. It didn't matter if Gabriel was in or out. Their re- wide receiver with three touchdowns on this season, if I'm not mistaken. Khalil Mack was going to single-handedly bull rush five offensive linemen for the Oakland Raiders. Yes. Sack Carr. For a strip sack and return it for the touchdown to win times. the game and be the only scores in the game. Right, right, and and there was nothing that the Raiders could do, could scheme, could prep for because we were just that bad. It was unfortunate. It was a business trip. Chicago thought we're gonna fly in. Look, we're just gonna fly in real quickly. Jump in on a Thursday, handle business, fly back home, and and move on to the next week. Unfortunately, they ran into, if I can name them off, uh, they ran into a Gabe Jackson-less offensive line. Yes. They ran into Incognito. Yep. Rodney Hudson. Yep. Uh, Trent Brown. Yes. And and Colton Miller. Apparently, the much those- maligned Colton Miller. Yes, and and Cotton, I believe, filled in. Uh, no, at the Denzel right guard. Good. Denzel oh, Good, Good okay. was at left. Was at right guard. Okay, okay. So apparently, those five gentlemen. But we had didn't something... have Tyrell Williams. No, but those five gentlemen had something else in mind, uh, other than letting Derek Carr uh, get eaten alive by the vaunted Bears defense. If you were to tell me, Tyler, before we went into this game. That the fifth overall best defense was playing the 17th overall best defense. At the end of this game, one team would have six tackles for a loss, two interceptions, and four sacks. How many people do you think would have said, oh, that sounds like the Oakland Raider defense right there? Not I. Not I either, because you know what? I will tell you, my bold prediction... Bold prediction bum, bum, ba, was that the Raiders would give up zero sacks Indeed. to the Bears. Indeed. I am now you, an insider. I re- at, demand. You heard it here first. I demand respect. 
I demand Absolutely. it. Don't ask for it. A, I demand it. You demand it. Have you call, have you contacted Twitter for your blue check mark yet? Yes, and they said okay. no. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. Much I like agree. the baloney of uh, of Hearst's first sack. Yes. Uh, or, no, um, his his. It would have been his third. It would have been his second. His second. Yes. Yes. Should have been second. Come out from um, the NFL today saying that is a perfectly legal L E G A L hit on a quarterback. Perfectly right. legal, and that took away an interception by Daryl Worley and placed us in a pivotal point in the game yep. of which I did not feel we would return. I didn't nope. because I'm like, nope. there goes all the momentum that we had in the first half. Adios, it's out the door. Yep. And yep. it was a horrible call. Everybody could tell. Micah, you tell me how a 300-plus man that's six foot three ish is supposed to float over a quarterback. I, well, I, I, know I think they're wanting him to stop dead in his tracks is what they're wanting him to do. To he stop was in mid on a dime. Like he, he was in midair when the ball was still in, in his hand. You well, can go you back can and levitate. watch it. You can levitate. I know. That, That's what I'm saying. I need you to show me how, since you've been on the Harry Potter kick, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> That's what we needed for Maurice Hurst. Now, Hurst got some payback, didn't he? On the oh, last play a, of the game, just a little. And did you uh, did you happen to watch his uh, celebration afterwards? I've seen that celebration somewhere, Tyler. I don't know Refresh where. I want to say that I've seen uh, it in Oakland, maybe what? two yeah. years ago. It was a wild bear, and I didn't yeah. see it Sunday in the game. No, I'm I didn't thinking either. it was a Khalil Mack impersonation. That's right. That's from who Mo I've seen Hurst, do it. the push down <laughs> into the yes. ground. And yes. that sealed the deal. The Raiders come out of London 24-21. The vaunted, scary Oakland Raiders defense. Just, just, abs- uh, again, six tackles for a loss. Four sacks, two interceptions. Like, Benson uh, Mayowa making me ask, Khalil who? Right. Uh, heck, even even Mad Max Crosby. Mad Coming Max. His the se- I believe that's his dog. second on the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, th- this is incredible. He got his and first one. First one of the year. He had one in preseason. His- yeah, that was his oh, first one really? of the calendar. Uh, well, of, of the regular season. Of the regular season. Okay, okay. Raider Nation, before we dive into all of this, we let me did. remind you. We won. Give us... Give us a call, 208-557-9771. If you want to get on the podcast, we've got calls to get to later. Get on the podcast, leave us a message. Hit us up at Behind iPatch on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Behind the iPatch is the group name to look for. Yes, we are still on Facebook, even though it is a dinosaur. We are still hanging out there. I post polls weekly, get very interesting feedback. Tyler, I I recite those stats to you because I myself on this very podcast last week said Oakland's not going to win this game because the defense of the Bears is too good and our offense is is spotty at best. And this was before we knew Tyrell Williams was going to be out. And And J.J. Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, exactly. Great minds think alike. Well done. And and yet, Oakland just said, you know what? We don't care. We're going to line up 
and we're just going to play old school football. We are going to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And Josh Jacobs is just going to do his thing. Before this game, Raider Nation, the Chicago Bears gave up an average of 61 yards on the ground. If through the first quarter of the season, an average of 61 yards on the ground, I believe that's third best in the NFL, was third best in the NFL. Now, Oakland had either right at or over 100 yards on the ground at halftime. At halftime. This, the th- uh, there, are, there are a couple of things about this, is that this game, I was happy, but also frustrated at the same time because the Oakland football Raiders, we left about 17 points on the field. Oakland, first drive, should have had at least three. Oakland, with that, on the uh, the fumble on the one, there goes another seven. That pick um, uh, that got called back, we were, I think, I think he intercepted that like the 30 or 32 of Chicago. So, so I, there's 13, 13 extra points. This game... Uh, this okay, and then, I mean, you could even argue, you know, that the mix, the miscommunication between Carr and Jacobs led to an easy score, the first yes. easy score for the Bears, and I we mean, drove, this, we drove the ball, yes. on them, all game, all game, and just shoved game. it right down their throats, and it didn't matter. They weren't scheming to run away from Mac. They weren't scheming to do nothing away from Mac. They ran right at him. The Yep, They didn't care who was standing there. It didn't matter if he was lined up over Miller. It didn't matter if he was lined up over Trent Brown. And they mauled him to death. And it was fabulous. Game planning, execution. I was... I'm just... Over the moon. I was over the moon and back. And maybe over the moon again. In the first half. And then... The second half happened. The third quarter happened. And I was like, right. here's Kansas City all over again. This is right. this is just somebody Except wake me up when level. this is over. Because I cannot handle another letdown such as this. And I was nervous and I did doubt. But right now, delicious plate of crow pie sitting right in front of me again this week. And I'm eating it happily as we sit at a 3-2 and two record, Micah, we were talking before the game. We said, let's enjoy the last few moments of being a 500 team. And let yes. me just tell you that yes. I enjoyed those moments. But ever since then, I have enjoyed being a 3-2 and two team oh Woo-hoo. so much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the, I digress, I, I, but man, I'm, I'm happy. I'm in the happy. same boat. I'm in the same boat. I picked against the Raiders. I said, look, and all I've got to go on is what I've seen this season. If you've listened to this podcast, you know we are realistic fans. I don't sit here and say every week, oh, Raiders are going to win. Oh, you know, I don't do that. I look at what I've seen on the field from my from my Oakland Raiders. I see, I look at what's been happening with the team we're getting ready to play. And then I make a judgment call. And I'm looking at this vaunted Bears defense. I'm looking at our offense that, like, can't decide when it wants to show up week to week. And I'm going, look, London has never been kind to us. Traveling like that has never been kind to the Oakland Raiders. So how can I pick the Raiders to come win this game? But alas, they proved me wrong for the second week in a row. 
And I am more than happy to be wrong. I am more than happy to be eating some crow. But we always keep it real. We always keep it 100%. We don't, we don't sugarcoat things. I'm not coming on here telling people, this is a 13-3 and team, and we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't do that. I'm, we're realistic here. And I know some Raider fans don't like that. Some Raider fans are like, everything is 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 whipped cream and cherries, and that's how I want it to be. And if you don't want it all whipped cream and cherries, then you can just go sling your rock. But I just say, no, I, it makes me no less of a fan for looking at the game uh, as, as, as an, you know, looking at the analytics of the game and saying, look, I, this is why I think we're going to win. This is why I don't think we're going to win. And so, uh, but I am going to admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong yes, this week. And, as and I'm happy I. that I was wrong. May and I- so, May I read? That, may I read yeah. something to you? Go for it. This is from from uh, NBC Sports. Um, I don't know who wrote it. Brian Perez. Perez. All right. So this is him. Uh, we already kind of mentioned this. My phone is being dumb and it won't scroll up. This. Uh. Uh. Are you, are, it you, died. are you dropping the ball here? Yes. Did you just fumble on the one, Tyler? Uh, I I audibled to something and I pitched it, and Oof. the running back was expecting a handoff. Yeah, yeah. So it, I I I got it. So now I've picked okay. up momentum again. I'm I'm coming back. I'm driving 97 yards for the win. Okay. Okay. So we'll see it. Khalil Mack was supposed to be unblockable versus his former team the Oakland Raiders Sunday in London, he was supposed to send quarterback Derek Carr running for his life. Raiders coach John Gruden was supposed to wake up Monday questioning, okay, NBC Sports, you are really chapping my shorts right now. Supposed to wake up Monday questioning the meaning of life. Instead, he did nothing, literally. Mack was a non-factor, a completely pedestrian edge defender who couldn't disrupt Oakland's offense. According to PFF, Mack had his worst game of the season. His 61.8 grade was by far his lowest score through five games. His previous season low was 77.7 against the Broncos in week two. He had one quarterback pressure and four tackles, came into the game with 27 pressures through the first four games per PFF. Okay, NBC Sports, you're getting a poor review from me right now. His 48.4 rush grade was the worst of his career. Wow. Amen. Wow. Now, and let me just say, I love me some Khalil Mack. I really do. I loved him when he was a Raider, but he's not a Raider anymore. I think he's a great person. I do not root for the man. I am so ecstatic that... He kind of laid an egg. Yeah, I will not absolutely. lie. I am absolutely over the moon that people who came into this season, number one, we need a left tackle because Colton Miller cannot be a left tackle. Colton Miller is a liability. Let me just tell you that it is amazing what a stable knee and a healed medial collateral ligament, a.k.a. an MCL, will do for somebody who has to set an edge. It's amazing. 
Also, I think he's in better condition as a second-year player than he was as a rookie. That should be expected as well. So then on the other side, Trent Brown is a freaking man-child, corn-fed bull who does not take any crap from anybody in the NFL. The only time that Mac got around him was that design screenplay to the tight end on which Mac landed on Carr. No flag. Nothing was said about that right. hit. But then yep. you've got Mo Hurst, who's supposed to, you know, Wingardium Leviosa himself and not fall on top of Chase Daniel. That right. that line deserves a game ball for every flipping single one of those guys. Incognito deserves a ball, Hudson deserves a ball, and Denzel Good deserves a ball for stepping in and filling in very, very well at that at that right guard position. Allegedly, Gabe Jackson is supposed to come back, but may I be as bold as to say, don't rush him back. Let him heal. There is no reason to rush him back because... Good and Brown, they, they've got that right side locked down. Incognito and Miller, they've got the left side locked down. It's good. We ran the ball with authority and power, and I would love to just see them go forward and just be like, you know what, Gabe? Let's let's let you heal. You know, we, we don't need to rush you out here. It's not like last year where we had no O-line depth and Miller was fighting through that MCL sprain. It's not like that this year. Now, let me just put a caveat on all of this and say I am excited, but we still have more games to play. We still have a lot more season coming up. This is a game to be excited about, but we still need more consistency and we need... I, I don't know. It just, we need to be more consistent. This is a great past two games have been fabulous, but we need to continue those and build off of those and not go back to that garbage that we saw in the second game of the season versus the Chiefs and the even worse game that we saw against the Vikings in week three. And I will leave yep. it at that. Yep. I agree. And, you know, I, I love the bye week. Get Tyrell Williams back. Word today as we get a young rookie, or not a rookie, but a young receiver out of uh, Buffalo. Had himself a solid second season in the NFL. Over 600 yards through the air, seven touchdowns. I like that pickup. 6'2", 200 pounds. I like the big body for Carr to throw to. I've noticed that Carr likes big receivers, and I think that helps because he likes to be able to put that ball up and let his players go make plays on it. So I think that is going to pan out. Um, for Oakland, I, I like that pickup. It's maybe not the digs or the high profile receiver right. that we're wanting. And that's just tough because, you know, we got two first round picks this year. I like the idea of hanging on to those and, and seeing what we can pick out of the draft. But, you know, I haven't looked too ter terribly hard because the wide receiver position is something we're going to need to address in the off season if we don't address it now. And, um, you know, I don't. I, I haven't seen any like massively, you know, standout next Julio Jones type wide receivers in college. Maybe there's somebody that you've seen. Maybe there's somebody that people like. Um, I like in. T Tell Higgins. Us. 
T. Higgins, but is he a, is he a first round kind of guy? Yes. Is he a guy that you you spend a first round pick on? So Tyler thinks he is. Um. Uh. So so you got to decide. You know, is do you want a T. Higgins or do you want a Diggs? You know, for a first round pick. Um. You know, I, that that's that would be a good debate. Uh. But um. Yeah. I, I there's a lot of season to go. Piggybacking off of what Tyler said. We got the Packers, who's that's going to be a very difficult game. I, I hate to say I might have to pick against the Raiders three times in a row. We'll just see what happens in the next in the next uh, fourteen days. But I mean, that Packers defense is just light years ahead of what they were, what they have been in the past. They have a powerful run game, and then plus, I mean, you just go along with Aaron Rodgers, and that's just not great. Um, but I think the key to success for the Oakland Raiders going from here is that. It's everything has to be done through the trenches. Josh Jacobs and the big men up front. And I saw Ingold, man, on that touchdown run, just totally cut Max legs out from under him. Ingold had himself a game on that second touchdown where Josh Jacobs leapt in from like two yards out. Ingold was the first one to leap over that pile and took two defenders with him. Yes, he which did. Which then gave Jacobs the ability to to leap over the top and actually get into the end zone. So, I, I mean, that, it I, it starts with the trenches. This has to be a power run, much like what we saw in 2016. And I think that is what Gruden has in mind. We've got to be able to just to step up and just go, look, kind of like what we did against Denver that one game, like what we did, just did against the Bears. I mean, 169 yards rushing. That is incredible. And just say, look, we don't care if you know what's coming or not. You're not going to be able to stop it. Because we've got, you know, 1,500, 1,600 pounds of raw beef coming at you. And you're just, you're going to get road graded. And, you know, tough luck. Uh, I don't care if you stack the box with seven, eight people. Um, between our five men up front, Waller on the outside, and Ingold leading the charge, you're you're dead meat. So, um, I love that. And I love that kind of football. Because we saw what it did for Carr, man. I mean, being down two wide receivers opened up the play action. He hit some fantastic passes to Waller. Uh, had a couple drops. Renfro had a poor drop there in the game, which is very unusual because Renfro was brought in to be the guy who has the pretty sure hands. Um, but, I mean, it just it made Carr's night so easy. And, and he took care of the ball. Stats didn't jump off the page, but I, you didn't need it to because you're going against the fifth best defense in the NFL. We're talking about this on the first drive when they went down and we couldn't get three because of that incognito personal foul, which again, I thought that was ridiculous. He was coming in. He, he was finishing the play. The, uh, I mean, it's not like the, everybody was down and the whistle was blown. Um, uh, a Bears defender came crashing in while he was on the, while I believe it was Jacobs was on the ground and uh, incognito came crashing down on him. So uh, I thought that was another poor penalty um, but they left three on the board. And I told you guys at that point, I told Tyler, I told Birch, I said, um, yeah, th- th- I don't know how many more times we're going to be able to drive down the field like that against this defense. We can't leave points on the table like that. And lo and behold, I didn't realize we were going to be able to drive down, uh, pretty much at will and go get points whenever we wanted. I mean, at all, uh, let's be honest. That game should have been about 34 to 14. It shouldn't have been close. And that what's that's what made me a little frustrated because not frustrated, but as I look at this, I go, dang it, like I want when you're up 17 to 0, we got the three and out right after half. 
You know, uh, we, Bears go three and out. Oakland's got the ball back. I'm going, let's go for the kill shot right here. Let's go down, get a touchdown. It's 24 to zero. The Bears are going to pack it in and go, you know what? It's over. This game's out of reach. Instead, what is the, the closest place for tea and crumpets? Yes, it gives them new life. And that's, I think, if there was only, if there was one quote-unquote disappointing thing from that game, I'm disappointed that we didn't just absolutely, just absolutely just trash the Bears because we had the ability to. We had the ability to absolutely just make that no contest. Like, there shouldn't have been any, like, heart-stopping fumbles at the one, fumbles on pitches, anything like that going, oh my gosh, another first down on on third and seven from their own three there shouldn't have been any of that like it should have just been an absolute annihilation and that's the only thing I'm disappointed about otherwise the Oakland football Raiders Raider Nation just absolutely took care of business and we got a lot to be proud of yes I tell you do. what I, I I'm flying high uh going into these next two weeks and I, I I said it on this podcast on this very podcast a week ago I said if the Oakland Raiders win on Sunday in London and go three and two, they are going to the playoffs. And I'm going to stand by that statement. I stand by it because I see the rest of the schedule. Oakland went in and played a very good game, a game that they should have won by even more. And I'm going to say Oakland's going to get themselves a wild card spot this year. They're going to surprise a lot of people. The, the schedule is very favorable in their direction. We've got teams like the Chargers absolutely laid an egg against the Broncos. We should be able to take it to the Chargers. We ought to be able to take it to the Broncos. Heck, the Chiefs just lost. The Chiefs just lost to the Colts. We just annihilated the Colts. So we, that's even a toss-up game now. I tell you what, if this team can stay focused and build off of this momentum... I tell you, I we might have a lot more Sundays of celebrating Raider Nation, and I expect it. I expect it now. Yes, so. absolutely. I think uh, I don't know why the Bears looked like garbage on Sunday. Like they, they looked like they didn't have any energy really. But I, I think it's probably, I think it was wise of Gruden to learn from last year. You don't fly over to London on a Thursday. Go through right. a light practice and then expect to play on Sunday. There's a big yep. swing of the time zone. There's a big swing of jet lag. And Gruden yep. and I and, and crew, I think they played that masterfully this year. I think they yep. went over there. They left from Indianapolis. They went right over. They got acclimated. And I, you know, the Raiders are trendsetters. They always have been. Would not surprise me to see teams now fly over a week early, get Absolutely. adjusted, and, and then play in London. And how cool was that stadium, by the way? Tottenham? Oh, that was fantastic. Wow. What? Fantastic. I mean, if our stadium is like, I know it's going to be bigger than that one, but, I mean, man, that's that was flipping sweet. Like, some yeah. of the lighting effects. Kudos and to them. Well yeah. done, England. Thank you. Yeah. And Raider Nation in England, well done. Like, th- Absolutely, yeah. I think a lot of the fans, I know that they were booing and they were cheering for the Bears, but... I don't know if it's like because the Bears are the hot thing over there right now, if they're just bandwagon fans and they're like, I we're think bandwagon gonna, has a lot to do with it. We're I just think gonna, they, they've, we're just yeah, going to cheer for who's to... quote unquote good in this game. Right. From right. the talking yeah. heads, it was the Bears. And so a right. lot I, of. I think that was a big part of that. Yeah. And so, you know, the Bears, I mean, it was not really a home game, but Raider Nation, like, way to show out in London, way to be. Pat yourselves yeah. on the back. Well done, and uh, not just not just 
those from England, but Scotland, Ireland, all over the place. Well done. Pat yourself and get yourself a Guinness or something. I don't I don't know. What do they drink over there? (laughs) Get some tea and biscuits. Don't ask me. (laughs) And and uh, how you know, like that that was just it was a cool game. It was a cool atmosphere. Uh, you, you hate to lose a home game, you know, but that's the right. price we pay for moving to Vegas. I think in the end will be that will be worth it. That that Vegas yeah. stadium is looking sick, and yeah. I I think that's going to be a great city for the Raiders. Great uh, team, you know. Great hockey fans. We'll find out how good of uh, football fans they are. It's too late, and uh, my hot chocolate with. Uh, Pumpkin spice is running out, so you're hanging in. I'm there running low. There. I'm oh running my. out of words. Well, I Just, tell you what, what I, a great game, though, Micah. What a absolutely what a great game. I tell you, I told you guys beforehand. I said Josh Jacobs. I don't think a lot of Raider Nation understands what we have in Josh Jacobs, um, and and he's proven us right. Josh Jacobs right now sits fourth best in the NFL amongst rushers, only behind guys like McCaffrey, Marlon Mack. Um. Uh. Uh. Who. Who else? I had the list up in front of me, but I mean, as a rookie, I told you guys at the start of the season, uh, Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook, the other two guys. So he's got Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, then Jacobs. So I guess he's sitting at fifth. My bad. So Josh Jacobs sits at fifth currently in the NFL, and in front of guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. Um, uh, you got Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley. I mean, they're a uh, David Johnson. I mean, that's impressive. That is an impressive group of, of players to be in front of, to have your name in front of. And I think we've just scratched the surface. This guy, this guy, we're going to enjoy that trade because that again, friendly reminder, that was part of that Mac trade. We basically, we traded Jacobs for Matt, Mac, for Jacobs and another first round pick, and we don't even know what the heck we're going to get. And that Trent first Brown, round pick. because yep. a lot of the money that we saved from signing Mac to that monstrous deal goes to uh, goes to Trent Brown to keep Carr off the ground, keep him safe, and what a job by that offensive line Sunday. Yep, yep. So there you sit. I mean, it's that trade now. For all the ridicule, uh, even within Raider Nation, you know, the people who questioned that move or thought it was dumb or couldn't believe that Gruden would do that and, oh, selfish, selfish. I tell you, I wonder what everybody's thinking right now because, I, you know, Josh Jacobs won that game for Oakland. Josh Jacobs and that offensive line won that game for Oakland. Mac and Mac couldn't do anything about it. So would you rather pay Josh Jacobs or would you rather pay Mac? Yeah, And I, I can tell you what point. my answer is. I can tell you what my answer is right now all day because at the is end of the day... Is it that number 28 that you're wearing right now? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, you know I, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but at the end of the day, Josh Jacobs will have more of an impact on a game than Khalil Mack will week in, week out. And that's just a fact. That's just a fact. And, and as much as I hated to see Mack go, he's gone. And... and I tell you, I wonder what's going through his mind right now, Tyler. His Bears, he's gone from a Raiders team he was supposed to upgrade. Still, you know, he went ghost in the playoff game last year. Couldn't do anything. Watched his Bears lose. And now he's sitting here on a Bears team that I believe lost back-to-back weeks. Or no, lost two of the last three weeks. And um, uh, things aren't 
so rosy anymore in Chicago. I don't. I think Chicago everybody's is, looking at Trubisky like, huh? He stinks. Right. Chase yeah, Daniel isn't the answer. Where is no. the offense? And so, do we pay Trubisky and Mac? Do we? What do we do? We start all over because I'm telling you right now, they're going to have some tough calls to make because there are a lot of other defensive players uh, for Chicago that are going to want to get a little moolah as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I wonder, you know, now you, I, it, by the end of the season, we'll be able to tell, you know, if, if, if Oakland's eight and eight, nine and seven, the bears miss the playoffs, all of a sudden max going, well, shoot, you know, that this ain't panning out for me. And, uh, uh, car's the one car's the one that's looking better. And I got to say Gruden now all of a sudden looks a little bit smarter and whether or not people will, will give him his due for that. Uh, hear it behind the eye patch. We recognize it. And all of a sudden for all the naysayers and everybody that was like, Oh, stupid move. This is a once in a generation player. Maybe he is, but he plays defensive end. He's not a quarterback. He's not a running back. He's not even a wide receiver. He doesn't have the same kind of impact on the game that a Josh Jacobs does. And that's, that's my take. And I'm sticking to it. The last thing I will say about Mac before we move on is right before the game came out, Jay Glazer came out and said that allegedly Khalil Mack had said, I will not play for John Gruden. And that is part of the reason why he was traded. And I had always thought, I kind of always had this hunch that Mack just, he wanted to get paid. That was number one. And he got that. But why would he just not show up? Like why that right. that didn't seem like him. Now I think we have a little reason, a little insight into why he didn't want to be there. I don't know why he didn't want to play for John Gruden, but allegedly he told some teammates that he did not want to play for John Gruden and he didn't and he found himself in Chicago a few you know later on in that whole thing. So anyway, Interesting there. Yep. Well yep. done to the Raiders. You went over. You exercised the demons. They scored touchdowns. They came back into the game, even though there were some tough calls against them. There were some mental lapses. And I told you and Birch during the game, I said, all I would really like to see right here is some mental fortitude and some mental strength. Go out. Do what you need to do. The defense got to stop. Then the offense drove the ball 97 yards with a fake punt to Eric Harris for a converted (laughs) fourth and one. And, you know, Hunter Renfro make it a great grab, great play on that drive. Uh, Foster Moreau, he was kind of an unsung hero in that game, Micah. Absolutely. He did he I don't think he had a touchdown. Did he? No. No. Who had the touchdowns? Uh, we had two from Josh Jacobs and one from DeAndre Washington. Oh, that's Love right. That so they were man. all they were all runs. We should have had a passing one to Trevor Davis, but he fumbled like five inches away from the goal line. Yep. The ball got punched out. But anyway, M- Moreau had that very nice catch down at like the two yard line that set up Jacobs for the last uh, death blow, if you will, and then Ingold yep. with the flying missile launch into the two linebackers, take them out, and then Jacobs launched into the into the heart of the defense 
came out victorious and a great team effort. Conley sealed it with an interception. Well done to him. Morrow had an interception on the day. Oh, St. Nick. St. Nick. And, uh, you know, the Raiders played two linebackers, Micah, the whole time. Not anybody besides Morrow and Whitehead saw saw snaps at linebacker. And and yep. the, the 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 defensive line just dominated the Bears offensive line. Uh yep. it, they they couldn't get a ground game going against a nickel defense. They couldn't get a passing game really going. There were a couple like pretty in, incredible plays that kept drives going. That one to Robinson on the sideline where he somehow got 2 feet in. I don't know yeah. how he did. Yeah. Incredible catch. And then that one where he just plucked the ball right over Joyner. Um, you know, and that's what's funny is Twitter's like, Joyner lost this game for us. Uh, it's because he's short. Okay, guys. It's, you know, it's the same thing right now. That's why I'm trying not to get too excited. I am excited for the win. Back-to-back wins. But there's a lot of football to be played uh, still. And so, you know... Don't don't get super super excited. Don't get super super depressed either during games because as we saw, we may have something going on offense to uh propel this team to possible playoff berth. Yep, yep. Well, you know, so 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 what do you think, Tyler? What was the more impressive side of the ball, offense or defense against the Bears on Sunday? Man, that's a tough question. I, I isn't it? Isn't it? Because, because the defense really, played lights out, and so did the offense. Yeah, I, you know, I would almost have to give it to the defense. I would almost have to say defense was maybe more impressive. Yeah, because I didn't expect that from them. I really right. didn't. I, I in the past few games, like we know if we can get Jacobs rolling, but then even on the offensive side, we didn't have Tyrell Williams. We didn't right. have like, we didn't we have had hardly no anybody. wide receiver threats at all. No, we started field. Marcel Aitman, and I can't remember if it was Doss or Davis, but we we started two of those three guys and Hunter Renfro, and you're telling me that we went in and beat the Bears with the I I don't know, man. That's that's a hard well, you have question. To pick one. Well. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. If for me, it was the offense because I I'm didn't gonna, expect. I'll pick defense, and then points. you pick offense, and that means there we both picked both sides of the ball. Well, I, and the reason I pick offense is because I didn't expect our offense to be able to go, especially with no Tywell Williams, no JJ Nelson. Even though Nelson, I mean, has kind of been. I mean, he's on off, um, not been a huge factor. But I mean, honestly, the Bears could have loaded the box with eight and gone man to man outside all day. And, and like would have been probably totally fine. Uh, so the fact that the offense was able to put up 24 points and should have put up more, more like 34 points against that Bears defense, to me, was totally unexpected. I expected a low-scoring game. I think I said Oakland would score 13. I said I think I said it was going to be 13-24 at the end of that game. Um, so to put up 24 points far and beyond exceeded my expectations. So I'm going to go, that's why I'm going to go offense. So I guess I'll go defense and then that way we each pick one side of the ball. So the whole team as a whole was surprising. There you go. I like it. I like it. 
Well, Tyler, man, heading into the bye, um, you know, we touched on it a little bit. You get Gabe Jackson. Um, according to the timeline, he was technically supposed to be ready to go for a week for actually this past week. Glad they held him out. Now, basically, he gets like two extra weeks um, than what, uh, according to the like the timetable for him, than when he could come back. So I like that. And the idea that our offensive line could get even better um, should be pretty scary for a lot of other teams in the NFL. Um, yeah, Jacobs was great. I, you know, I want to Max Crosby. We touched on that. I loved, I loved that player, man. I think that's going to be a gem for us going down. I mean, imagine this guy with a full off season with Oakland, maybe adding about 12, 15 pounds of muscle and, and what that could look like. Uh, because as we know, Oakland's had difficulty generating a pass rush. I mean, we didn't even mention Cleveland Farrell wasn't even in right. there. Now I know, um, you know, I know some stats came out on him. He's one of the worst, uh, uh, you know, according to, you know, the, the stats, which, you know, you could take that or leave it. Um, but they, he, he doesn't generate uh, pressure like one of the least generating pressure people of all defensive ends. Um, and that really wasn't his thing at Clemson. At Clemson, he basically locked down a side of the line. You couldn't, it was you, it was very difficult to run. And we've seen him affect plays in the past game. We've seen him hunt down. I've seen him stop at least three uh, three screens that I can think of this year so Saw far. Saw him chase down um, Kyler Murray pretty well in the preseason. That's no small right. feat. right. He does have a sack on the season, sack or sack and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Don't have his stats in front of me. Uh, but so he's a rookie. I mean, Khalil Mack had four sacks as his rookie season. So let's let's cool our jets there on calling Farrell a bust because I, I hear some Raider fans, you know, some some I don't know what it is, but some people like they have a, you know, they have this idea of a player or players kind of like car and the, and if it doesn't fit their narrative then they're unwilling to like bend on it if they if they think Oakland reached on Farrell you know they won't give him his due when he's doing well but as soon as he slips up or there's a stat that shows he's not well then all of a sudden people come out of the woodwork and are like oh, oh see told you told you he's bad and I'll I'll admit it Tyler we talked about this I said I want to see more from Carr like He's been inconsistent at best. The last two weeks, he's taken care of the ball. He's moved the ball down the field really well. The one thing I don't like is when he throws it into the ground on on, on broken plays. Like, he just totally gives up on the play. That, to me, like, I think he's trying to take care of the ball, but it's really aggravating to watch on, like, a third and eight when he just doesn't give his receivers even a chance. Um, uh, that's a little disheartening. Um, but I think that comes from him trying to, like I said, take care of the ball, doesn't want to risk anything or have a you know a poor play happen, bounce off a receiver's hands, interception if he thinks everybody's really well covered. Um, but I do have to say, you know, we've been critical of Carr here on this podcast. I've said it before, I want him to be the guy. And so far these last two weeks, he's done a great job. So I'll give credit where credit's due. He's he's protected the football. He's moved the football down the field real well with the aid of a really good run game. And um, I hope it continues. I really do. Because I don't, I really don't want to reset the whole quarterback position. I don't. I want Carr to be the dude. I want him to be the man. I just want more consistency. In the last two weeks, he's been able to do that. So... Hopefully, we can see that against uh, Green Bay here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I really should have had a touchdown pass in that game, too. Yep. But yep. alas, that is how the ball 
punched out roles. Yes, yes. So, you know what? Uh, what are we up to now? Let's see, there were four sacks in that game. We're up to 10 sacks on the season, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which brings us to three away from the um, the grand total that we had all of last year. Yes, so uh, much improved and gotta... there. And Brenson Buckner, kudos to you, coach. Yes. Very yes. well done. Um, like you said, Crosby, I think he's, I've heard this term used, so I'm going to use it. He is a junkyard dog. He's just a pit bull that doesn't stop high motor. And like you said, you add a little bit of strength to him. And and we know that because remember what Mayock said, we're going to get you with Deuce Gruden. He's going to get you some meat on your bones and you're going to be a force in the league. So they believe in him. They knew draft, drafting him in the fourth round that he could be that. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's a great, that's a great uh, pick there. I think Abram is going to be a good pick. I think Jacobs, we're already re- seeing, you know, the return on investment from that guy. Absolutely. And uh, Renfro, I think, maybe just has to do a little bit more, build more rapport with Carr. Um, I thought he would have a better game yesterday. I think he only ended up with one catch, but he's still my guy. Still like you. And... Uh, you know, Trayvon Mullen is kind of the lost guy in all of this. I don't, I haven't really seen him out there very much. Uh, but anyway, that's good draft class. We've got more draft capital next year. So that's, you know, this is, things yeah. are looking up. Finally. Yeah, they are. They really are. And this team is one win better than where I thought they would be at this point in the season. I thought we could beat the Colts, thought we could beat the Broncos. Wasn't sure on the Vikings, did not think we could beat the Bears, just because mainly for the main fact, we had to travel all the way to London, yep. and that never goes well for the Oakland Raiders. Um, so three and two, man, and I said it, they have to get this win. If even if you have, if you want the Raiders to have a shot at the playoffs, you got to get this win because now we have the Packers coming up, and we have the Texans. The Texans just dropped, what was it, 52, 53 points this past Sunday, They've got speedy wide receivers, and that that can give the Oakland Raiders fits. We saw it against Kansas City. Um, so, you know, even, but that's the thing. They had to get this win because even hypothetically, say you lose to a good Packers team, maybe you go to toe-to-toe, but you lose to a Texans team. Three and four, you're not out of it. You're not out of it by any stretch. You still got 10 weeks of game to play. And I've mentioned it before, but I want to mention it again. You have the Jets. You have the Bengals. You have the Chargers twice. You have the Broncos. You have the Jaguars. You have the Chiefs. And you have the Lions. There are all kinds of W's in there. Did you say the Jags? Yes. Okay. Yes. So so, uh, there are all kinds of, like... I can, I I mean, Chargers twice, Denver again, Bengals, and Jets. There are five games right there that that, sh- that are at, at least a 50% or better winnable games. The Chargers defense is a, like a mess right now. They don't know, I mean, everybody, they're dropping like flies over there. And, and Phillip Rivers, you know, the consistently inconsistent at quarterback, it seems like. Um, and so like, see, Oakland can go toe to toe with those teams. Chiefs. I mean, they went toe to toe for a quarter. Uh, you could argue three quarters. It was just minus one. Uh, that, I mean, that, that'd be tough, but uh, there are at least five games right there, man. That like, 
you win those five. I mean, we're sitting at, even if we lose the other ones, we're eight and eight. Yep. I'm ecstatic as a Raider fan going eight and eight. I mean, this team, I, I talked about, it. I think it's a playoff type team if they can beat the Bears. And the schedule, I think, just backs that argument. Now, we'll see. I mean, like you said, a lot of game left to play. Do we want to get into the in, into the, our our next opponent, or should should we wait for that for next week since we are on a bye, Tyler? I say we ride the uh, – the Raiders took the week off, so I, I say we take the week, the week I off. I like it. Let's like scout it. them for a week, and next yep. week we'll get you back with some with some good insights to the old Green Bay Packers. I love it. I love it. So I, I do know this, though, Tyler. We've got a few calls this week. Should, should we dive right in to the phone booth? Absolutely. Let's All right. Let's do it. We got three calls this week. Stick around and we will chat about them afterward. Tyler and Micah. This is James Burton in the afterglow of the win. What a game. Man, what a game. I, I just, you know, what what can you say? Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you what happened in the game. I'm sure you saw an amazing, amazing game that actually, you know, gave me a few great, more gray hairs. But I took away from the game the play of a couple of rookies, mainly Josh Jacobs. Man, we got us a serious running back. I, I I thought that Carr was choking there. He looked a little rattled after the miscue with Jacobs. But the team hung in there and, and got back together. And then that final, you know, 97-yard or whatever it was drive, that, that was uh, – I thought our boy Derek got it back together. Also, you know, looking at Crosby and you know, his play as a rookie, man, he, he looks good. He looks really good. I'm a little bit disappointed in, in Farrell's pass rushing, which he didn't even play today. Obviously, he was hurt. But to see Crosby play the way he has, man, I, I don't want to get excited. But if anybody would have told me we would go into the bye with a 3-2 and two record, I would have never believed it. Didn't expect the Raiders to win today. They passed the test. They went to England. They did their thing. Man, Tyler and Micah, I know y'all going to have a fired up show when you when you drop this bad boy. All right, guys, talk to y'all soon. Hey guys, this is Raider Rue. Uh, just really happy to get that win today. Woo! Um, Josh Jacobs is a stud. Uh, I know I owe you guys a uh, forklift story, and I got one, but I feel like I'm going to be all over the place right now. So I will try to remember and call back another time with that for you. But right now, I'm just happy to get that win, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I know you did, but well, let's go Raiders. Enjoy the rest of this football Sunday. I'm out. Hi, this is John Russo 83 on Twitter. I'm a newer follower. I saw your podcast in after the Bears game, and seeing your reach out today, I figured I'd respond and give some content, hopefully, for tonight. Um, as far as the Bears game, I think any kind of Raider fan, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything negative to say. Um, on offense, the O-line dominated Cable, Gruden were masterful in execution and play design. Uh, the fact that we were able to scheme out Khalil Mack and keep him from even getting a, a sack, no matter where he moved on the offensive line, is just a credit to both of them and their execution and Derek's execution of the offense. 
The running game was beautiful. We we had four sacks, two picks. We made plays in the secondary. I think uh, all the coaches did phenomenal. The running game was awesome. Josh Jacobs was awesome. Um, being the youngest team in the league, hit that adversity big time, lost all the momentum, gave up 21 straight, and we finally responded after that terrible set of circumstances and took the game over, fourth quarter, ran it down their throat and dominated. I'm fully satisfied, happy. The only thing I was not happy with was the receiving core, three catches. We got to get a receiver. We lost Ryan Grant. We replaced him with a practice squad guy. I love Keelan Doss, but we need a real receiver to go out there and help out Tyrell Williams when he comes back. Still got a big, tough road stretch ahead, and I want them to go this week and get a receiver. Go get freaking Stephon Diggs and try not to give up a first, but if you have to give up a first, give up a first. Let's go get a guy and go down the stretch and make this playoffs. Thank you. Uh, John Russo, 83, out. Go Raiders. Thanks, as always, to everybody for calling in this week. Uh, James, yes, more gray hairs. Dude, I'm 26, and I think I added a few gray hairs. That was probably... Honestly, Tyler, going to be the worst loss to date because it's one thing to lose like, lose like we did to the Vikings where like by halftime, there's not even a hope left, but it's another to blow a 17 point absolutely dominating the game lead and go down in flames like that. That just tears and then your just, soul. And then just to like watch like everything. Yeah, the the toss fumble. And then what else happened? The the punch out at the like five inch line. Right. And then to yeah, just the you know, flag to watch on the interception. The flag and, on the interception. It's like oh. you can't like movies don't even come up with this good of ideas. Right. It's like you can't even script this. Yeah. So yeah. yes. And Raider Roo, man, thank you so much. We do need a forklift story. I'm still waiting on that. I actually have it written down. Um, and I think that inter- both these guys so far, uh, all three of these actually mentioned um, Jacobs. And, and uh, yeah, I tell you what, guys, I think I think Raider Nation is going to enjoy this guy in the backfield. He's going to be the bane of uh, you know how we had you know L- we had always had to worry about LT Kareem Hunt there for a couple of seasons. Like I think Jacobs is going to be that kind of guy. Terrell for the rest. Davis, right? The, he's going to be that kind of guy for the rest of the AFC West. Um, people are going to be like, "Oh man, Jacobs again this week," kind of a thing. Kind of like how we had to go, "Man, LT this week." Dang it! Um, uh, so thank you so much for that. And then, yeah, I want to speak on what John said. Um, interesting. And thank you for the first time caller. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Run game was beautiful. Uh, yeah, great way to respond. You know, we talked about that a little bit, but it, uh, the Oakland Raider team of the past, when it was twenty-one to seventeen, that game would have ended at about twenty-seven to seventeen, and Oakland would have just like it would have fallen apart, and 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 the Bears would have taken over and put up a couple more field goals, and it would have just been like, are you kidding me? And the storyline all week, we would have had to hear it for the next two weeks on how the Raiders blew a seventeen-point lead and how. Oh, is John Gruden on the hot seat? And oh, is Derek Carr the man for the job? And uh, uh, all that Mac trade is looking worse and worse. Ah, it, dude, it would have been a real nightmare. It would have been a real nightmare for the next two weeks. Instead, here we have sweet victory. 
But John had a good point. Needing another wide receiver one, and I, I think that is a good point because we've talked about that here on the show. Um, I think it's true. I, I, Oakland, uh, Oakland is a, a one more deep threat away from being, I think, a legit, like, I could see them going and winning a game in the playoffs kind of team. Um, I don't, I don't have the answer to it. I like the idea of digs, Tyler, but I don't like the idea of giving up a first round pick. What say you? Yeah, I'm there. I'm right there with you. I would love to have Stefan Diggs. I just, I don't know. You know, it's that whole conundrum of you've got the first round pick, but you've got this known commodity too. So, right. uh, you know, it's kind of like you could, I can't remember what the meme says, but it's like, you've got a boat, but this box could be a boat. You know, like, <laughs> I, I can't remember how it goes, but anyway... <laughs> It's funny. I just probably murdered it. So, anyways, I'm kind of all about keeping on. If we look at this draft class, I I trust Mayock a lot more than just John Gruden running the draft or John Gruden and Reggie McKenzie. I don't. I didn't like that draft, but I like all really all the players that we've gotten out of the draft have contributed in fairly significant ways this year, other than Quentin Bell, but we knew he was going to be a project coming out in the seventh round. Right. That's, that's where you take those guys. And that's okay with me. Otherwise, I think we've got players this year who have contributed very, very well and stepped up and not looked like rookies. We're five games in and they look fairly like fairly seasoned veterans. So I, I kind of want to hold on to that first round pick and yeah. see yeah. what, uh, you know, but that's just me like that. If you want, I don't think anybody would be mad if you went out and said, okay, we traded a first round pick. We got Stefan Diggs. I don't think anybody would be upset at that. I'm kind of just like, let's keep that draft pick because you never know. Maybe the bears, the bears may slide. Right. And and we could I, I don't foresee that, but they could. And and maybe that pick ends up being a top 15 pick or, you know, a top 10 pick. Maybe yeah. that's that's yeah. probably stretching it. But then you could end up with like a, a, a I don't know, a Jerry Judy from Alabama or, you know, one of those top tier wide receivers. Right. Who you're not paying 14 million dollars a year and may have more upside than uh, a Stefan Diggs. But either way, I, I I don't think you'd be wrong in, in going out and getting him for a first-rounder. It doesn't appear that they're going to do that now. They swung that tray for Zay Jones from the Buffaloes for a 2021 fifth-round draft pick. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there goes our middle linebacker, right, that we always draft in the fifth round, but... <laughs> I'm Always. okay with that for right now. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, you know, it, it could, it, I could see, I, I wouldn't be mad either way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, he's only 25 years old, so he's a relatively young wide receiver. So, you know, you get, you get, you get five, six good years out of a player like oh, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, yeah, I think you put it well, like, 
I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be like, what have we done? Giving up a first rounder for him. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if we didn't. Because here's my thought too. You know, if we're going to rely on the run game, that that really, you can make, you are, you, I, the guy we haven't mentioned either is Waller. I can't believe I've gone almost an yeah. hour without mentioning Waller. It's like him not getting passes in real games. <laughs> oh, hey Um But Waller... Uh, you know, Waller and Tyrell Williams, then you can sprinkle a little uh, uh, Davis and Doss in there, along with Hunter Renfro. Um, you know, all of a sudden, like, if, if you're going to lean heavy on that run, that's going to that's gonna allow maybe players who, guys like Davis and Renfro and Doss, who maybe normally aren't big contributors, to all of a sudden, they're going to be able to make plays because defenses are going to be keying in on Jacobs, and then they're going to be able to get open because Carr's going to have four seconds to throw the ball off of the play action and let the routes develop, and all the linebackers are going to get sucked up for a second and then have to get back in, you know, into uh, the, you know pass pro. But by that time, Davis is at the second level, and and boom, you've got a thirty-yard you know crossing route to Davis. Um, so so. I could see how Oakland, you know, with this power run game that seems like we've found now and we've go we're going, hey, this needs to be I in my opinion needs to be their identity going forward. Um and I think it will be. Yeah, that that um that you like you could make good like good players out of average players if that makes sense. Like right. Davis, like Doss, like Renfro. So, um yeah, I wouldn't mind holding on to that first-round pick. It makes the draft more fun. And speaking of the draft, normally this time of year, Tyler, the past two years, we're already looking at the draft. Because right now, we're normally about 1-4, and four, and it's like, for all intents and purposes, maybe not on paper, statistically we're out of the playoffs, but everybody kind of knows there are no playoffs in our cards this year. Now, it's Playoffs? Now, it's playoffs? <laughs> we're sitting here... I mean, it's going to be week seven, and we're still going to be in the playoff conversation. It's going to be week eight, and we're still going to be in the playoff conversation. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's been a long, it's been since 2016. I know that doesn't seem like a long time, but the past two seasons have felt like forever. So, uh, um, uh, it, I, I, it's really exciting to be sitting here and actually be looking at this team going, gosh, like, like there's a real road to the playoffs here for the Raiders, especially with the way they're playing, instead of going, well, let's see if we can add this guy next April and this guy next April and maybe even this guy next April. Then maybe we'll be getting a little better. So it's it's a it's a new trend and I like it, Tyler. I like yeah, it. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, looking forward just a little bit here, Tyler. Do you um, you know, here's what I want to do. I I, I want I, I would like to just take a quick second and take a look at around the league through five weeks because I wanted to do this last week. We didn't, we weren't able to get to it. Um, so I've got a few questions for you. Are there any teams right now that are starting off hot that you're not sold on? Any, you know, Packers, Saints, 49ers, Seahawks. That I'm not sold on. That you're not sold on. That, that you think their record is 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 false like it's it's given them a it's a false it's a pretense like their record may look good but no look at this team actually isn't that good is there any team out there that's uh uh maybe a little Jekyll and Hyde going on right now in your mind yeah I'll give you one right off the top of the of my head that played 
played tonight, actually. Um, this one, I was never sold on the Browns, so it's not the Browns, because I knew the Browns were going to be the Browns. I'm not <laughs> sold on the 49ers in the AFC West. And let, let me tell you, let me tell you uh, why that is. So they started out the season against the Buccaneers. They won that game fairly easily. Then they blew out the Bengals, who have not a good record. They haven't won a game yet. Then they beat the Steelers. I, and I believe that was the game that Big Ben left that game. And they only beat them by four. Then tonight, they beat the Browns 31-3. to but right. it's the Browns. Yep. So, you know, I I don't know. Let me uh, see what the Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers are two and the Buccaneers are two and three. The Browns now are two and three. So that's a combined four and six. And then they beat the Bengals, who are zero and five. So teams, the records that they've played are. Four and eleven combined. So not great. Uh, ex- except I guess you take. Let's see. What was the the one team that they played that was? Oh, the 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 Steelers are one and four. So that makes it like not even that good. It's five and fifteen. Five and fifteen combined. That's their combined record. Yeah. So you look at that and you tell me, yeah, that's a strong team. No. I, I don't think so. Um, the Patriots are strong every year, and I don't want to... I would say the team that I am selling right now is the 49ers. I like and it. And I just, I just think it's because the, the caliber of the teams that they have played thus far, I believe their next game is um, Sunday, October 13th, so that's next th- this coming Sunday... They play the Rams. I will be interested to see what the 49ers do against a, 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 I would call a quality team in the Rams. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what that uh, looks like. So I will do, I will go with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I'm going to stay in the same division and the team you just mentioned. I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I, I think they're a team. I know three and two may not be, whoa, but they started out three and oh. If I'm not mistaken on this. Yeah, they started out 3-0. They're on a two-game losing streak. That defense, man, what in the world has happened to that defense? Pretty trash. Right. I mean, I mean, come on. Jameis Crab's leg Winston went in and and totally just tore your defense up. And then and then the Seahawks. I, I mean, I could see that. Russell Wilson's an animal. He's playing lights out this year. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the Rams right now on a two-game losing streak. And, and that's a team that a lot of people were like, okay, you know, coming back. I've never been sold on golf. Uh, I think he's getting exposed a little bit this year. And uh, I am not buying the Rams. I would throw one more in there as well. Um, I, I hate to do this, man. I really do. But I gotta throw the Bills in there as well. I, 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 it's no disrespect to the Bills and Bills Mafia, and I love that they're four and one. But I just think that I, I'm, I'm worried about that offense and that how, how is it going to be able to generate enough points week in and week out? And, and the Bills, we've seen this this same story, Tyler. The Bills will start off hot, and everybody's like, "Ho ho, Bills! It's their year." 
And then they'll lose like four or five games in a row. And it's like, gosh, remember when the Bills were good, you know, in September? And now yeah. here we are at the end of November and they're like, you know, six and six or five and seven, you know, kind of well, a thing. Well, here's here to, to back that up. They built, they beat the Jets by one. Okay. They beat the Giants by 14. Okay. They beat the Bengals by four. They. Did play well against the Patriots, sixteen to ten. Yep, yep. And they beat the Titans, fourteen to seven. Right. So not like super scary schedule thus far. Right. They still have the Dolphins. I bet they win that game. So they probably start five and one. Then they play the Eagles. Then they play the Redskins. They probably win that one. Then they play the Browns. They play the Dolphins again. The Broncos. Like those. Those are all just like. Fairly wow. easy games on paper, aren't they? Right, like like the Bills. This they, Bills team actually probably will make the playoffs. I mean, I'm might. looking at that schedule. Holy, they mackerel. play the Cowboys and the Ravens. Those could be difficult games. Yep, they play yep. the Steelers. Probably not that difficult by that time. Uh, the Patriots again and the Jets again. So I mean, that doesn't. I mean, this this could be like a ten and six team. Easy, no, yeah. With that schedule, right? If they don't bills themselves, right? And that's what I'm always a little worried about. Um, but I mean, this could easily be like a ten and six team and into the playoffs. Like that, that would be fun, and I'd be happy for Bills Mafia. But I don't, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them making a march through the playoffs. We'll put it that way. But you know, any given Sunday, you know, um, are there any teams, Tyler, that jump off the page that maybe like two and three teams? As I'm looking it over, but you know, opposite side of that coin there that you think they're better than what their record's showing right now. You know, maybe say the Bucks, for instance, or uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Giants two and three as well, Chargers two and three, Jags and Titans both two and three. Um, I, I want to give a quick shout out really quickly. Uh, the Steelers, um, you traded they traded a first round pick next year for Minka Fitzpatrick, correct? Yeah, and that pick may end up being like a top eight, and and here seven. you and I I could not believe that they did that because here you sit, Tyler, at one and four, your quarterback just got the stuffing knocked out of him. Your backup quarterback, I don't I don't know about Big Ben coming back or not. Maybe he'll keep. He's playing. not coming back this year. No, I, he's not coming back this year. But I'm talking about I don't know if if he's coming back next year. But you've given up your first round pick now next year, uh, for, for for what? Like it's not like Minka Fitzpatrick. That's what I didn't understand. It's not like this guy was gonna come in and he's like, oh, the final piece to a really good defense, and now now we're gonna be playoff contenders. Like this team, like I, how depressing. You're one and four, and you have no first round pick next year, like. We got news today that the Denver Broncos might be having a fire sale. They might be looking to move guys like Wolf and Von Miller. Um, and, and, and you know, who? Pff, why not? Why not start stockpiling some first-round picks? But I tell you what, that's looking like some major egg on the Steelers' face right now. I, I don't know. I, that's just... I, this team might go 4-12 and 12 at best and no first-round pick. That Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Because they could have turned that into the quarterback of the future, man. Right. Right. You go but, go get Hurst. Yeah. You know? I, I like him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, a team 
that maybe isn't getting much love that maybe should is the team that's in second place right now in the NFC North. Oh, and that is not the Bears and it's not the Vikings. The Packers are in first, so that leaves you with the Detroit Football Lions. Ooh, I like it. I like um, it. You know, so they tied with Arizona in in their first game. And yeah. I'm trying... There's their games. Uh, so they tied with Arizona. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Eagles. And they lost to the they lost to the Chiefs only by four in the very last minute. Yep. So that I was thinking when I saw the Lions game on there, I was like, "Ah, the Lions, we should be able to beat them." But hold on just a second, my friends. In the words of Lee Corso, "Not um, so fast, my friends. Not so fast, my friends." Um. That may be a sneaky kind of good team. I yeah. I don't know. They have a good running game. Carry on Johnson's pretty good. Matthew Stafford is slinging the ball around, and their defense seems decent. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's one team that that isn't getting a lot of love. There is a team at four and one in the NFC South that people thought was was a, a team that was dead in the water, that they were toast. And that is the Saints of New Orleans. Yes. And what moxie do they have of bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, who is the backup to Drew Brees, one of the all-time great NFL quarterbacks, in my opinion, and they're still 4-1. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. Impressive wins against Seattle. Yes. Uh, who did they just? Uh, they beat the Bucks. So you know, take it or leave it with the Buccaneers. That, the Buccaneers are a team right now. They could be three and two right now. Uh, they don't miss a, a, a like a thirty-four yard field goal against the Giants, uh, and they're three and two. I uh, totally flipped its script there. Um, yeah, the Buccaneers were the team that to me, but I'm gonna go with one that maybe um is better than the record indicates. And I'm going to go with, uh, oh man, this is a toss up, both AFC South teams, but I'm going to go with the Titans. I think the Titans are better than their, than their record indicates. I think they've got a pretty well balanced team. I think I, unfortunately, um, because I I thought he would actually be fairly decent in the NFL, but I don't think Mario does not the answer there. I I think, uh, I think what's going to, he, he's a, he's a, a strong backup or a strong fill-in if you need somebody for a couple of weeks um, with your you know if your quarterback's out. But Mariota, I think he's proving much like um, uh, uh, kind of like an Andy Dalton. Um, who else? Oh, Jameis Winston. You know, guys like that. Trubisky. Like, no, yeah, Trubisky. Guys like yeah, Trubisky's better because Jameis Winston. I you know I can't clump him in there quite yet just because he just went animalistic on the. Uh, the Rams, so I'm still fresh off of that high. But uh, um, uh, Mariota's starting to, you know, prove himself to be a backup quarterback, in my opinion. So, um, uh, but but I I think they could be better than what they're at where they're at now. They've got a strong run game, got a good tight end, they've got a solid defense too. Um, 
but I like let what me Minch- pose this. Let me pose this question. Okay. You know who their backup quarterback is right now? Nay. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, wow. Do you plug in Ryan Tannehill and see what he leads the offense to versus Marcus Mariota at some point in the mm, season? That'd be interesting. Yeah, you know, that raises a good question there because I could see that happening. What happens if Tannehill comes in and all of a sudden your offense is on another level and you win off, you rattle off a couple of wins? Um, then, then Does Ryan Tannehill become the next Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes, absolutely just grow a beard young man grow a no yes. don't because fitzpatrick that's that's fitzpatrick all the way all right tyler last question name a dumpster fire that's not named the dolphins or the Bengals. enjoy <laughs> yeah not the dolphins not the Bengals. well the jets the they redskins got- you got to pick one. Pick one dumpster fire. You can't have the Broncos dumpster fires. Ooh, they of course they just picked up a win. You know, old Flacco uh and <laughs> got himself a W against the uh the Chargers. Ate himself a pretty- W. Yeah, he did. Uh against the Chargers who had like zero wide receivers. They had Keenan Allen and I think that's about it as far as wide receiving core and I'm not even exaggerating. I think they had like two receivers on their active roster, two or three. But uh you know, I, I think the biggest dumpster fire there's a I it's I think it's the Broncos because I think they have the players right now to be decent. You've got Paul Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders. The offensive line isn't terrible. Flacco's manageable. You've got, they did lose Chubb for the season, but you've got Derek Wolf. You've got Vaughn Miller. You've got Chris Harris. There are, there's talent there, right? but they're wasting it. Right. They're not, they're not doing anything with it. The, I think the Redskins is like, it's, is there anything that's like past a dumpster fire? Like uh, worse than a dumpster fire. Yeah, you know, we could ju- we could say a fire at the landfill because you're not you've moved from the dumpster to the landfill. So is there a landfill fire team? Could they just be a pile of ash? Yeah, like there's absolutely so. nothing there <laughs> because now they have no head coach, they have no quarterback, and they have like they've got the they have Please Adrian put Dwayne Peterson. Haskins in. For crying they have, out loud. And he stunk. Still. He stunk. Just, just may as well toss him in there. I tell you what, you know who's getting the last laugh on that deal? The Giants. The Giants. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Good job, J- Daniel Jones. I'm glad that you <laughs> fooled everybody except for the Giants because I I thought I laughed at that I did pick too. out loud. I think and I was like, that is the 5. most horrid pick i've maybe ever seen perhaps i i don't know that's why i'm not a scout though absolutely that shows why i am a physical therapist and not in the national football league so i mean i think that the redskins are beyond a dumpster fire they're like the ash heap with a greasy banana peel on top 
at the bottom of the dumpster after it's been caught on fire because, like I said, they have no players. They have, I mean, they've got a couple rookies that are decent, but, I mean, they've got, really, they're going nowhere. And and they just fired their head coach. So that's, I would say the Broncos are kind of like a big disappointment because they've got they've got the talent. It's just kind of letting it go to waste right now. Right, right. You know, for me, it stands out like a sore thumb. I'm going to go with the Falcons. How in the world, with with all of Freeman, Julio Jones, Ryan, like, uh, how, how are you one in four for the second year in a row? I don't know if they were one in four through five games last year. But last year, how many games did they win? Three? Four? Last year? And now they're on the same track? Uh, two years displaced from a Super Bowl? And you were hot? garbage this is a team people a lot of people this year they said okay they got the, they got it turned around they got def- their defensive players are back they got julio jones healthy they got this they're gonna they, they got the running backs all back all healthy because i think that's something they suff- struggled with last year i think both their running backs went out um they're going okay this there are a lot of people preseason this is going to be one of the better teams they're they're first in that division maybe second maybe give them second place they're, they're the second best team in that division and now they're one. Of, they're, you're worse than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ouch, ouch! And with all the talent on that team, there's no way that that team should be one and four. And so I'm gonna call Falcons since I can't say the obvious. Since we can't use the uh, the Dolphins or the Bengals, I'm gonna go the Falcons. Way, 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 way underperforming. And I would hate to be a, a Falcons fan right now. That that'd be pretty rough. In my opinion, I'd hate to be so. their coach because I almost think he's done. Yeah, I, I would not so be surprised if he if uh, he's gone at the end of the season. So yeah. yeah, I mean it's that is that's a great one. They didn't even cross my mind. I was kind of thinking like Jets. Uh, I mean, anyway, yeah. but yeah, I I still I'm gonna stick with the Broncos because. Kind of like the same thing with the Falcons. They've got the talent there. Yeah. Yeah. What's is you know is it just the new systems they're implementing? What's what's up with that? Yeah, I like it. I like it. To end on a lighter note, Tyler, if the season were to end today, the Raiders would have a wild card spot. They're sixth in the conference right now, so they would sneak into that Woo-hoo. final wild card spot. That's pretty cool to see. We haven't seen that in a little while. And they have that win over the Colts, which I'm looking at right now. Colts are right on the outside looking in. They'd be at seven. That might come down to be huge at the end of this season, especially where Micah has said that the Raiders are going to the playoffs. I also said Arden Key would have eight sacks this year. Um, (laughs) And I'm not saying that Arden Key won't have eight sacks this year. I'm just saying that through five games, he has zero sacks. (laughs) And so uh, the crystal ball... Um, maybe I didn't shake it correctly, but that's a little so cloudy that day. That's all right. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. Tyler, you have anything else for Raider Nation before we wrap up this victory Monday? You know what? We haven't done like a fun question of the week Ooh. for the, we didn't do one last week and I don't know if we did one the week before. No. So I- I'm going to ask you. What is, and I've thought about this, so I kind of have a, a, a one-up on it, Skittles. 
Okay. There's a whole lot of different kinds of Skittles. Name me your favorite Skittle and the worst Skittle. Ooh, you know what? There's a Skittle flavor. Let me look it up really quickly. I know what it is. Um, let me let me find it here because I can tell you right now. Uh, I had it the I had it here just a while back, and it was the best Skittle I've ever eaten. And that's saying something. I, I'll let me describe it while I look for it. It's like sweet, and then it's like sour in the middle. It's not the sour coated ones. Um. It's sweet, and it's got the scout. Let's see, how many Skittles? Five different colors. I'm, I'm f- trying to find this online. And I don't remember what it's called, um, what the Skittle flavor is called. I think it's like, uh, I think actually, I think it's called Sweet and Sour. I think it's called Sweet and Scout Sour Skittles. That was the best Skittle flavor that I've ever had. You know, you can't go wrong with all, the, all of the... Um, with with, the, with Skittles, that's that's tough because, you know, the one I would say then, the least favorite one, would have to be the sour Skittles. And here's why. The, the, um, the, the, the sugar coating on the outside, it rubs my tongue raw after a yes. while. And so, like, after maybe, like, three or four handfuls, then my tongue is, like... It's it's like raw and I don't I can't get flavors very you well. You get canker sores all over your mouth. Right. And I don't like I don't like having a raw mouth. So, I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with the sour skittles just because I don't, you know, I don't like them. I don't like the skittles raw like that. So, Oh my! Sweet and sour. I know that's kind of an oxymoron because I like the sour. I just don't like the way they present the sour in the sour skittles. So there. All right. So my favorite ones are sour skittles. Those are I like sour candy. Oh. Uh, So, but I understand what you mean by. You don't mind having a raw tongue then. Uh, I don't like it, but they're like they're so good. It's worth the pain. Okay. I guess so. I have to stop, like, after, you know, like, I don't know, a couple handfuls, just like you. But alas, the worst Skittle ever made in the history of mankind is one that was introduced to me like a like a bag of Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans the other day. So, I'm eating, I, I my wife puts this delectable looking bowl of skittles on top of our china hutch now i've been trying to stay away from candy and sweets and stuff but it was just so tempting one night after dinner that i went over and i grabbed about five or six skittles from this bowl i proceeded to pop a couple in my mouth and they were really good i had like this third one though micah that tasted like vegetables or rotten meat, or something, and it was horrid. So I'm like, what in the heck? I'm not going to eat that flavor. I grabbed a different color, same thing. I did that with like a couple couple different colors. And I was like, what is going on? Are these rotten? What is the deal? So I go ask my wife, who's upstairs. I said, wife, what? (laughs) I didn't say wife. I called her by her first name. 
I said, what is up with these Skittles? What the heck kind of Skittles are in this bowl downstairs? And she tells me, well, they're zombie Skittles. I'm like, zombie Skittles? Is this like a joke or something? I've never heard and of this. They're real. They came out like last year, I guess. But they're back in with a vengeance in stores this year. They're like a black and white bag. So, like, every every so often you get this rotten, nasty flavored oh, Skittle no that way. mixes in with, like, the melon flavor and the berry flavor and the strawberry banana flavor or whatever flavors they have. And it's literally, like chomping down on rotten vegetables or rotten meat or something of that nature. And it's nasty. It's like playing that game of being boozled with jelly bellies. Have you ever played that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So where you run the risk of of getting like the barf-flavored jelly bean or the tutti-frutti-flavored jelly bean. And this was just like, that. that's the worst flavor of jelly, uh, of, uh, of Skittles, the, and the worst prank I've has ever been played on me. It was <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, who in the heck had the idea to put in nasty without you know without telling anybody? Hey, there's rotten meat flavored uh, Skittles in here, and yeah, I guess wrong. the bag says that. But my wife didn't keep the bag, and so anyway, that is the worst. When you're enjoying a couple of those Skittles and then all of a sudden it's like this rotten meat flavored one and you're like, I'm going to yak now. So that, that has kept me away from those Skittles. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I fortunately I haven't, uh, I haven't stumbled upon the zombie Skittles and I'll, I will now know since we are in the Halloween uh, season to stay away from anything with zombie and Skittles associated with it. When I'm munching on candy, I want it to taste sweet. Like, I'm satisfying the sweet tooth. I have an itch. I want sweet stuff. And I don't want it to taste like rotting meat. And stuff like that makes me, like, literally makes me mad. Like, I I will get, like, I, I want to turn over tables and punch walls uh, when when I'm surprised with things like that. I hate that. So, no zombie Skittles for me. Tyler, we'll just put it. I'd rather get oh, a raw tongue man. and eat sour Skittles uh, than, yep. than go go that route. Or it sounds like you need to get a raw tongue and then eat zombie Skittles. That way you don't taste them. So, oh, man, I don't think you could not taste it. It's it is pungent. Gnarly. Putrid. Gnarly. Well, I think next week that'll set the stage for best Halloween candy as our uh, our Ooh. question of the week. So keep a thunk on it and gl- give us your thoughts, Raider Nation. Call in. What is the best Halloween candy? Give us your overrated and underrated Halloween candies. Call in this week. We'll talk about it and debate it on the show. Perhaps like following on that, overrated and underrated Halloween movies. Oh, there you go. While we're at it, I like it. I like it. So, give us your thoughts on that. If you call in this week, Raider Nation, we demand it. We demand it. If you call in. in the meantime, if you do want to give us a call, again, that number is 208-557-9771. Tyler or I will not pick up. It just goes straight to voicemail and leave your message on the voicemail. So don't fear not. We won't all of a sudden pop up and be like, hey, oh, what's cracking? 
kind of a thing. It's like, no, just you're not going to get us. You will just go to voicemail and then you can give us your thoughts privately and then we'll make them public for everyone to hear. For so, everyone. For the millions. The millions. Exactly, Tyler. Raider Nation, in the meantime, enjoy the sweet, savory smell of victory. Three and two never felt so good. So good, Tyler. That's what I'm talking about. And in the meantime, enjoy the bye week, and we will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby. 